Oh dear, she said. Have you ever tried telling David Murchison that you don't want to marry him anymore? I demanded. Mum giggled. Well, no, I'm already married. Oh, I hate it when Mum is funny at my expense. But I battled on. The trouble is that I was only 16 when I met him, 17 when he started taking me out, and in those days it was terrific to have a boyfriend I didn't need to fight off. But Mum, he's so... so hidebound. Here I am, of an age to consent, but he doesn't treat me any differently than he did when I was a mere 17. I feel like a fly stuck in amber. Mum's a good stick, so she didn't start moralising, though she did look a bit concerned. If you don't want to marry him, Harriet, then don't. But he is a very good catch, dear. Handsome, well-built, and such a bright future ahead of him. Look at what's happened to all your friends, especially Merle. They take up with chaps who just aren't mature and sensible like David, so they keep getting hurt. Nothing comes of it. David's stuck to you like glue. He always will. I know, I said through my teeth. Merle still nags me on the subject of David. He's divine. I don't know how lucky I am. But honestly, he's a pain in the bum. I've been with him for so long that every other bloke I know thinks I'm already taken. I never have an opportunity to find out what the rest of the male world is like, damn it. But she didn't really listen. Mum and Dad approve of David, always have. Maybe if I'd had a sister or been closer in age to my brothers, it's hard being an accident of the wrong sex. I mean... There are Gavin and Peter in their middle thirties, still living at home, shagging hordes of women in the back of their van on top of a waterproof mattress, partnering Dad in our sporting goods shop and playing cricket in their spare time. The life of Riley. But I have to share a room with Granny, who pees in a potty which she empties on the grass at the bottom of the backyard. Pong's a treat. Think yourself lucky, Roger, that I don't chuck it on next door's washing, is all she says when Dad tries to remonstrate. What a good idea this diary is. I've encountered enough weird and wonderful psychiatrists to realise that I now have a medium through which to vent frustrations and repressions. It was Merle suggested I keep a diary. I suspect she'd like to peek in it whenever she visits, but no chance of that. I intend to store it propped against the skirting board underneath Granny's bed, right in line with Potty. Tonight's wishes. No David Murchison in my life. No Potty in my life. No curried sausages in my life. A room all to myself. An engagement ring so that I could chuck it in David's face. He said he wasn't giving me one because it's a waste of money. What a miser! Saturday, January 2nd, 1960. I landed the job! After I sat my finals at the Sydney Tech last year, I applied to the Royal Queen's Hospital X-ray Department for a position as a trained technician, and today the postie bought a letter of acceptance. I am to start this Monday as a senior X-ray technician at the biggest hospital in the Southern Hemisphere. More than a thousand beds! Makes Ride Hospital, my old alma mater, look like a dinghy alongside the Queen Elizabeth. From where I am now, I should never have done my training at Ride Hospital, 
but at the time I thought it was a brilliant idea when David suggested it. His elder brother, Ned, was a registrar there, a friend at court. Ha! Huh, he acted as my watchdog. Every time someone male gave me a come-hither look, Ned Bloody Murchison warned him off. I was his brother's girl, so no poaching on taken preserves. In the early days I didn't mind, but it became a colossal bog as I grew out of my teenage uncertainty and humility, started thinking occasionally that X or Y looked like he'd be fun to go out with. Training at Rye did have one advantage, though. It takes two hours on public transport to get there from Bronte, and studying on public transport beats trying to study in the Purcell residence, between Granny and Mum watching television, and the men usurping the whole evening to wash the dishes while they yarn cricket, cricket, cricket. Clint Walker and Ephraim.